Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And on this bonus episode, we are doing a testimony episode with uh, Mike and uh, Krista from uh, Unknown Paranormal. Hey, how's it going, Isaac? So uh, we had you guys on before for uh, the roundtable. That's right. I'm sorry. Did I say Krista or Christy? It's supposed to be Christy, right? It's Christy. Christy. Sorry. Um had Christy on, uh, Megan had her on for a uh, bonus episode that's going to come out beforehand. And uh, so you guys heard her her journey as a psychic and stuff like that. But we're not talking about that today. What we're talking about is a situation that you two were in that required uh, our services, or at least what me and Megan can do. So if you want to tell everyone, like, what, when did you start noticing it? And then when did it get bad enough for you to call uh, me and Megan? Well, for, for me... It really started feeling like, I'm going to say, a week or so after we did a, a local investigation, our house started feeling like creating darkness. We were spending more time away from the house. Uh, my oldest son was starting to draw more violent pictures uh, with his drawings. And he's only five. Um, and I know they have an open imaginary and whatnot. I'm but exposed to that. No, we don't. Like, he doesn't watch horror films with us. Um, if we allow them to watch YouTube and stuff like that, it's very monitored. In fact, both my kids watch YouTube off um, a kid's channel version of YouTube. Um, but he was drawing pictures of, of people dying and blood and, oh, you know, mom and dad, this guy's holding an axe and he chopped his head off. It's getting to a point where it was raising a few red flags. But I, I think, um, you know, when, when when visitors, your regular visitors, like your own family, find reasons and excuses to stop showing up to the house. That was something that raised concern to us. The feeling upstairs in the bedroom, Christy would not want to sleep in the bedroom. Uh, we either had to have the TV light or the TV on. We went out and purchased little night lights for the, the hallway and the bedroom just to, for her to keep her sanity. And one night we decided to go grab a coffee together and we were, we were chatting about our feelings about the house and stuff like this. And, a lot of recommendations that we were getting from close friends was, you know, investigate your house and treat it like a home investigation. Find out what it is or who it is before anything. Yeah, but we didn't really want to do that with the house. Yeah. We don't leave the house. So. And that's the thing. Um, having our kids have been our number one priority. Um, here at the house, we, we, we don't talk about paranormal around the children, and we will not do a home investigation if the home if the kids are sleeping or whatnot. Uh, so this is something that we went for a drive to talk about. It, it really became about our safety and what to do next. And the next thing we did was we got a hold of, of Megan and Isaac and the help that yeah, the, the the help that they have provided, the help that you guys have provided us has been extremely fast and it, it's been a hundred degree turnover. I think in my eyes for sure. Now, um, again, I don't say like how long were you experiencing this stuff before it got to the point where you like, you had to call us. I'm going to say about a couple months. We waited a while, a month, a month, two months, the most. Oh, so it worked pretty fast then. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for me. Like before that drive, we ended up when I woke up in the night, I heard such a creepy ass voice just yelling. 
And that, that was it for me. It did not sound friendly. It didn't want to play. It was scary. And I told family that's what it is. They need to figure this out. Well, in previous cases that we've worked before, some people have lived with it for years, um, decades even, and they've done things like push it away, use sage, uh, had had different shamans come in and stuff like that, try to try to keep it at bay or shun it away for a little bit, stuff like that. But uh, in your guys' case, you knew people. Uh, luckily, the first ones to call were us because um, when it comes to taking these things out and and fast about it as well. But uh, I guess what did you, did. You, you said you heard a voice, Chrissy, that before beforehand. Yeah. Was it like loud and the out loud, or did you hear it in your mind? I, I was like in a sleeping state. It woke me up from a sleeping state. Oh. And it was just the okay. So getting into it, we our spirit that we have here as well um, in our bear. He also stopped showing himself for everything, anything, and. I feel like whatever the demon or entity that is here was keeping him away because when he screamed, he said, get back here, you little shit. I just felt like it was towards that. Well, yeah, you had, uh, Christy had some stories. Uh, um, so, Isaac, I don't know if you, behind me here, I have a stuffed bear. And that's the bear that has our, our 10-year-old spirit attachment to it. So there was a night where uh, our door was, we slept with our door open and Christy just so happened to look out the door and saw what was to be a child holding the version of this bear in his hand. And the only difference bear wise was, um, our bear doesn't have ears. That's the way he came. Um, but in her sight of this child, the bear had ear standing behind the bear was a shadow figure. Um, so the story, when I, when I, when I hear the story or I re, re, say the story, I feel that the shadow man that Christy witnessed standing behind the spiritual child was using him, uh, either as a protection or a way of letting them know that what's around in the house. Um, the story with what Christy said about hearing this, this, this yell, this, this voice saying, come back here, you little shit. Uh, personally, I believe that the child was was trapped by this entity. And he had found a way to escape. And when he left, Christy heard that male voice saying, come back here. To make that a step forward, uh, after with you, uh, uh, Megan, and yourself's help uh, with our situation, we took Burke for an investigation because uh, we are currently still trying to learn on him. And we asked him, what made you go away? Why weren't you here? You know that we protect you. And the voice that we got through our spirit box, which is his voice, Burke's voice, saying it was too scary. So that makes me believe that all this storytelling, all these things that line up from what happened to one night to another, it really, it really fits on, on what we went through, what we experienced. Um, and now with the help, we are starting the game back. For, we're starting to see his, his, his power, right? And, and, and the house is no longer, we celebrated our kids' birthday. <laughs> People came, right? Um, it's, it's been really wild, really. Yeah, no, cause you, uh, <laughs> I remember I said that, um, you guys called, uh, 
or messaged me to uh, Instagram, like, hey, uh, do you got a minute? And I was like, yeah, what's up? And you're like, uh, you think you can FaceTime and take care of something in the house? I'm like, yeah, what's going on? And you're talking about that you think is a possible dark entity. It's been tormenting you. And I was like, oh, shit. Because um, you didn't say anything about this. And I, I don't know if it got to a point where you thought maybe you could handle it on your own or before you, you decided to call us or you thought it might have gone away. I honestly hope it was just, you know, we tried using like stage and that, but I was just hoping it's just going to go away, to be quite honest. Like, it, again, it, it leads back to like having kids. What do you do, right? Like, yeah. It, I don't want to stir up anything more in the house. So, you know, my idea, let's try to have someone come in. And what if, like, you know, they, thought it was you but like what if you couldn't find it at that moment then like you almost feel hopeless right like shit there is something here but it's being seen. well yeah it goes back to any episode of you know it doesn't matter what podcast we're on and, and we get asked that question is I, I will never we will never go out there promoting that this is what we can do because it just my team alone I can't go to someone's house and remove something. And the closest ones that we have to us is Isaac and Megan. So, and, and that, that, hence why it was, it was so urgent for us. Yeah. And the, the way we helped you is the same way we've been helping everyone from a distance. We can't go to your house and obviously we have to do it through phone. And then I've, I've learned to pull through electronic devices like this, the zoom meetings or Instagram live or any FaceTime. If I can physically see your place and I can push, excuse me, my tendrils release my hand through the phone travels, creating fourth dimension space to tear through one space to another, regardless of how far we are, and in, end up in your house and pull whatever's there from where you are to where I am. Now, that explanation alone sounds nuts that I'm capable of doing that. And when I tell, try to tell people, most, most people that, they're like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, it's insane. When you grasp everything that what we do as investigators, what I do is it's out there. But especially what I do, because no one's ever even heard about it before. And it's so out there that, that no one even grasped that it could even work. But you guys, luckily, I don't know if you doubted beforehand or on the fence about it beforehand, but I know my ability has to be experienced to be 100% believed. I can tell you day and night over and over again, oh, yeah, I could do this, I could do that. And you're like, okay, okay, he's a trustworthy guy. He He doesn't really lie. He makes a lot of sense. So he wouldn't really bullshit us on this. But I want to know if it's the extent of what he really is talking about. And I can understand it. I I would be on the fence, too, if someone told me what they could do, what I could do. I would have to feel it or see it to believe it. But in your such case, you felt the after effects. And you, we basically did the same thing I've done with other people is that you basically had me POV. You walked me around your house. <sighs> what we come to find out about these entities, there's always one with two servants. So there's always three together. and. I took out the other two um, dark entities, human dark entities, mind you. So this demon that was in charge had two human dark ser- servants with him. Scary enough, one of these dark human entities was in your son's room. Yeah, that's right. Um, the other, I forgot where, where it was. It was like downstairs somewhere outside. Um, but the demon was in your bedroom with Christy. 
crawling on the walls. Like I remember I described it to other people, like a liquor from, from Resident Evil, how it crawls on the walls and stuff like that. I didn't say it looked like that, but I just said that's how it moved. Um, but like every other thing that I pull, it could not stop me. And I took it away and interrogated it in the ring. Now, why it was there, it said you invaded its territory, which led me to believe you guys investigated someplace where it was and it, it saw you and attached. Um, but attached to Christy specifically because he, he, it said that she was a perfect um, potential, like a psychic that has potential for possession. So that's why I kind of wanted to then it comes to our theory that a lot of psychics are not say all of them are prone for demonic possession, but uh, demons see them as targets worthy of it. Like they see it like that's a good vessel to have. But in such case, I think uh, with your situation, it was it it probably never would have came for you if you never went. But the fact that it saw you and like, oh, who's this? Who's this? Uh, caught you. It caught its attention. And that's what led to the situation you guys were in. Um, not saying that you guys should not investigate any places, but <laughs> it does help that you know someone like us who can deal with these things just in case. 100%. Yeah. Um, I think the whole entire time, we. how long did it take me? It was about think, 15 minutes. It, yeah, it was quick. Because you were the, the people who was kind of traveling through. Yeah, he pulled. He was able to pull. He, we found the one in Grayson's room next yeah. to him, like right away. We came downstairs and we found one in the corner there in the living room. And then when we were trying to, when when Isaac got a pull, the lizard-like man in our bedroom, it got to the point where he was. I guess he was frightened. Is the best way to describe it. But he started running on the walls, and it got to the point where. Um, Isaac reached out to Megan, which was, she was able to contain that entity into one spot in the house. Uh, and once that was done, uh, Isaac was able to go in and, and take control. So, yeah, I'm going to say, you know, in total, about 15, 20 minutes. 15, 20 minutes. If I was a pizza place, I would advertise that. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I always, I always tell people, like, how efficient you are with it. And I'm like, the testimonials tell the story alone, uh, how fast, how quick, and how efficient everything we do. It's not the process of taking them out, what takes long. It's the process of finding them. It takes the longest. I have to find them. And when I find them, it's over and done with. But I've actually gotten more efficient with the pulling through the phone. Um, something that I didn't tell you guys, that this is a small piece of Shadow Walker Part 5. But I guess you have to listen to this episode. We're here ahead of time. Uh, I've learned to pull an entire area or building, you would say, through the phone. Like how I do a ground pull, how to have my hand to the ground over to pull the entire area. Not necessarily anymore. I can throw it through the phone and take an entire place at once. Wow. Yeah. Uh, getting stronger. Let's say that. Uh, <laughs> but the after effects is what most people want to know the most. So after that night, after I pulled everything out, after we discussed a little bit um, and talked through that night into the following day, you felt the the vibe change. I personally, I was the one, so I'm Mike. I was the one that was guiding um, Isaac through, through our house. And 
I've I've developed this thing while while we've been working on Christy where I can feel a presence through my head. My head gets ice cold when there's a presence around. And when the presence leaves, I go back to kind of normal. Well, needless to say, for each entity that Isaac was pulling through our home, I would get so cold in my head until it was gone. And then it was like, I felt almost myself getting stronger. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm on an investigation right now with Isaac. Let's go to the next room, right? Like, let's go. It, it, it was, it was, it was crazy. And then when you're, when I was in that moment, I remember the last pull and that was the, the lizard um, is what I'm going to describe it as in our bedroom where when, when Megan was able to hold it and, and Isaac had me point to a certain spot on the ceiling. Yes, my head got cold, but I, I remember physically looking at Christy and pinpointing with my right hand where I felt where this energy in the room was. Um, and that went away. It was gone. And then we carried on. We all ended up having a conversation afterward. But, you know, for the first night, I felt almost at ease. We won. We were able to keep a promise to our home. You know, we will protect this home for all all costs. I know. I know. Christy, on the other hand, she still felt like in her mind. Her mind was telling her that there was something still there watching. There was something still there. Yeah, yeah. I personally felt watched on this. Yeah. For a good two, three days after. But very It was almost the next day. You know, my son woke up, good moods, good spirit. My daughter woke up, same thing. And then all that anger through the drawings has slowly disappeared now it it was about a week week of time where you know little bits would come out and then he's like i don't want to draw this no more and then he'd start drawing like a bouquet of flowers for his mother or smiley faces and things that made him happy and and now today like you know, he wants to learn how to spell. He wants to learn his numbers. He he wants to sit down and, and watch movies with you, with the family. Just prior to that. It never. It, yeah. I think the best way to say it is like pulling teeth. You know, let's <laughs> sit down and try to watch a movie. I think on, on both ends now, Christy's end and my end, the phone calls are coming in again uh, with, with friends and family. Hey, what are you guys up to? Do you want to hang out? Um, you know, we can come to your place, you can come to ours. So life, yeah, it did, right? Like a lot. Like nothing ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> we went on to carry with life. But I think it, it's it's so great to see how quick, the, like on my end, anyway, the turnaround time, you know, going to work in a better mood, not feeling like a whole different person, not not having to feel that I'm hiding something, you know. I'll give you a reason to come over and hang out. But I'm I'm really holding the lies within, right? I, I'm just so amazed that it's it's hard to sit and actually describe the feeling. You know, it, it's it's really a, it's such a turnaround. Yeah, and, and something I guess I always I, now I explain, but I guess I didn't explain at the time is that well, the last two cases we did, I explained. Yeah, there's been two cases after you guys that we've done so far. Um, I explained that the sensation of what was there will stay for a couple of days because it's like a stain. And it takes a little bit of time for it to evaporate and leave. Now there'll be remnants of it still around, um, but as of its full power, it won't it basically it'll dissipate over time. Now, you, Christy, have 
confirmed, or at least led me more faith into the theory of mine that these dark entities, some that are in me and Megan's path, are being watched from a distance to see how they get impacted from us. Not saying that you guys were experimented with, but I think somehow they knew me and Megan would be there. So something was watching to see how fast, how skilled can this person take these things out from across you know, you know, the entire country. Um, it's just a theory of mine. I've, I first had it on the, one of the first times I ever took down a demon uh, through an oppression case. Um, I felt like something was watching from a distance. Even Megan said that too. She's like, there's something really far out there watching. In your situation, you felt like you're still being watched. So that made me think, is there some possibility around it? But then you would have to start believing in the fact that uh, some demons are being used as bait or uh, used as an experiment by other higher ranking demons to see how these guys are being taken out so quickly and not reporting back. I don't know. There's a scarier thought in the in the uh, in a world that we do not know nothing about um, that's going on. But uh, <laughs> that's just going to shit anybody. But <laughs> but these situations give more validation to what we're doing, or at least what me and Megan are trying to, with our investigation team, with our abilities, how we're trying to get out there and help more people that are in your guys' situation that are um, at their wits' end. Granted, you acted quickly and your first your first uh, person you called on to help was us so luckily you didn't have to go to the priest go to the shaman go to the psychic go to the four or five other people before you get to me um to try and get rid of this so you literally knocked it out of the park first try I'll say that but there are people out there that have no idea i stumble upon us my heroes by word of mouth at this pace right now that seems to be the only pace we're going at right now until we start putting our name out there more people who are at their wit's end with dealing with this stuff like they've they tried and tried and tried putting it off putting it off putting it off and nothing's nothing's been helping and when they hear there's a guy and uh, these two uh, husband and wife the new age warrens as we've been called are taking these things out in a quarter of the time it takes anybody out and they're gone and it's done and it's over there's no coming back there's no second trips nothing uh, I gotta I gotta find out who the other people are and in those situations, I guess they, they can hear me talk about it a hundred times over and like, I don't know if they believe me or not, but when they hear from someone who is not part of my team, who is unbiased about the whole situation, they can tell you firsthand, that's where testimonials like these come in hand or very, very valuable. So if you could tell someone who's listening to this episode that might be dealing with something that's kind of on the fence, what would you say to them? Don't hesitate. If if you're if you know of Isaac and Megan, if you listen to the podcasts, you know with us, it all started with listening to the podcast, listening to their story, uh, making a friendship on social media, being invited to the podcast. It, it was it was a no brainer uh, when it came to our decision. It was an you know it was instant. You know, let's reach out to Isaac and Megan. Let's see if they can help. And you did. Uh, so that's my advice is even if you're not a hundred percent sure, a phone call is all it takes. And with, with our story, with what happened with us, literally, that's what it took was the phone call. It was a quick message. 
10, 15 minutes later, we were on the phone. And 20 minutes after that, our situation was helped. It was dealt with. Um, so please, for anybody out there struggling, I know, I know it's hard having that conversation with someone to admit that you may possibly have an attachment or there's something wrong in your home. It's tough. And even so, you know, like you said, Isaac, maybe not everybody, they believe what you can do, but same thing over the phone. Like, oh, we have family members that believe in everything, but like through the phone, they're like, how do you do that through technology? And maybe, you know, like, holy crap. They're mind blown. They come over and chill before we were known as a spooky house. So, <laughs> you know, and that doesn't get brought up anymore. Yeah. No, but. You know, just make the call, really. Make you know, the call, yeah. You'll see for yourself when you do it. <laughs> and I think you'll feel better. Like I said, you know, you know, Christy went on about a week week of time thinking that there was something still watching her. But we, you get through that part. Um, I think the hardest part is actually coming to grip with yourself to say, today's the day and there's no tomorrow. So if it's a, if you know them personally, it's a quick phone call. If you know them through social media, they're open, they're kind, just mm -hmm. send that message and they'll come out guns blazing. And to me, I think it's really cool to see that. Too. Yeah. Just watching your, how you do it. Really amazing. I love it. <laughs> like, I want to go on an investigation and see it firsthand. Seeing it firsthand uh, just looks like me grabbing something out of the air, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> feeling it, that's, that's a different part. Now, my hope is that Megan kind of sees it, but she's kind of closed her mind off to me altogether because she doesn't want to hear them. When I pull them, she doesn't want to see what they look like when I pull them. So I'm waiting for a psyche to come around that can see the thing, the tendrils leave my hand, see what it looks like when I'm pulling them in. And it can, you know, I want to hear from someone else's point of perspective besides my own, because that would be interesting conversation. Like, this is what you see. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be awesome to hear because I see what I see in my mind's eye, but I want to see what someone else sees when I do this, can see the entity, can see. The tendrils wrap around like bow constrictors, condense and pull the energy into one location and then see the energy leave my hand and go into an object. That's what I want someone to see. But that'd be fascinating. I see how it looks like in my mind's eye, but that's my own imagination, my own ability, essentially seeing them, uh, at least how I, how I, I interpret it anyway. But and it, it's interesting with you guys' case, too, when it comes to those situations that you guys are paranormal investigators. Like most people, it is. Oh, I bought this off Amazon or I, I was walking one day or I accidentally went to someone's abandoned location or something like that. You guys are consistently out there doing this. So as paranormal investigators to, I know a lot of them out there would feel like they would have to swallow the pride and ask for someone else's help. But, Not going to lie. That was us too. <laughs> <laughs> Not even going to lie. Pass that. It's like, we're like, supposed to be the experts. We're the ones supposed to be out there able to do anything like this. And then, ah, shit, we get, you know, you know. Something. But it does come to, like, like Mike said, though, like, we, even if you investigated it, you do not have the ability to take it away. So, I mean, if you have those on your team, obviously extremely helpful, but, you know, we probably could have got some answers out of whatever, but again, that leads to, I'm not investigating my whole so it's and, and, that's, do do, right? and, and that's the thing is, 
you know, we sat and spoke about our, our, our story together, trying to pinpoint, you know, where possibly this could have came from. And this is based on the paranormal side. And I think what we, what we believe is, um, we were at the BC penitentiary cemetery for the inmates that have passed away. And the story goes is, so we have, we have pictures proving that Christy was the one sitting down doing Delco experiment. And, and during that time, so it, the Delco experiment, for those who don't know, is the Estes method tied in with, oh, geez, it just lost my tongue. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, anyways, you, what what it is 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 you're 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 doing the you're doing the Estes method, but instead of being blindfolded, you are in goggles uh, with with red LED lights, and it's pretty much a sight deprivation uh, parapsychology uh, method. Um, so, so Christy was tuned into that. Phil and I were asking questions, and Christy was just responding to the words that she heard coming from the spirit. Needless to say. We were making contact with something or someone. Uh, at one point, it got to the point where Christy had a tap on her shoulder, uh, which we have on video. And then shortly after that, a voice came through the spirit box, which Christy repeated, fine, I'll take this one. Once that happened, Christy, it got to the point where for her, it felt like it was too much. She wanted to end it. She didn't want to do it no more. In these goggles, you can also see shadows are pretty cool they're intense right after i seen that you could see just and you see red the whole time it just went completely dark and i even said is it supposed to go dark and after that i was like no phil was getting angry for some reason on that investigation as well there's a lot of things like like for her to see complete darkness and the lights on the goggles that you as an investigator you're looking at those did not turn off. Those those didn't go away. They were there. They were red. Uh, so for Christy to be able to see something black, cover goggles, and then have that kind of a response, and then being dealt with with what we went through, it almost goes hand in hand. Um, and and that's where we strongly believe where this has come from. And now that it's gone, it's almost one of those things, you know, like. Oh, do you guys want to go back to Blue Hill Cemetery? <laughs> well, maybe not tonight. Maybe we'll go over here. Um, you know, it's it's become quite the story to tell, it's, to be honest. Like, till this day, you know, there's 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 a team unearthing shadows that we're speaking to, and they want to hear the story, and, and a lot more people are wanting to figure out what happened. Well, and I, who this Isaac and Megan is. That's right. You know, like, you know, this is so awesome. How do we get introduced? We'll just follow the page, right? Say what's up. So yeah, it, it's been it's been quite wild. <laughs> well, at least I know we're getting recognition there. So um, heck yeah, it's funny with, with Canada too. And of all countries, I thought we would get more notice, and I think Canada would be the first. But <laughs> no, you you think paranormal investigations? You don't think Canada? You know, of all places, Canada really? No, no, no. But you guys have a long history of hauntings. This is like anywhere else. Today, you think someone said, "Ask what I do." and he's like i've never heard of that in canada i hear about it in the states it's like get on the internet (laughs) we ain't got no ghost up here eh? (laughs) does that annoy you when people do canadian accents (laughs) no it's quite funny actually okay (laughs) 
I guess to meet anyone who sounds like I like comic like cartoony ish Canadian accent like that. So, but you you meet a hundred people who sound like anybody from New York or the, the southern areas or California. You'll find people who sound exactly how they get in in, in a, a we call it interpreted in other countries. So anyway, yeah, I think the funniest thing is is like everyone that we've met like from the UK and and whatnot. They they think that Canadians just live off maple syrup, and no matter what we do for a job, we are completely all lumberjacks. <laughs> you know, so it's it's weird. I <laughs> uh, I appreciate you guys coming on and telling your 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 story of how you know we helped you guys out and stuff like that. And I hope that this reaches more people to understand that we can help them. And like I've said before, this is only a, one of few, one of many. Sorry, one of many testimonials that will happen in the future we're going to have a lot more um and i <laughs> i say i fear but i hope that that is never in short supply of us helping people because there is not a lot of people like me and if there is they're not doing anything to get known or at least help other people so it seems as of right now i'm the only one right and and megan with her remote viewing abilities and channeling and able to corral these dark entities into one place unlike anything's been heard before you know so. Not, not, not at least not out our way. You know, I remember sitting down for coffee and no one could do it. Something, you know, the, the, this, this particular team looked at us and said, uh, "You know, if you're going out there in the paranormal world, telling me you can actually take away spirits and entities, I'm going to call your bluff." And this is after we've met Isaac and Megan and, and got to know them. Uh, so my reply back to her was just just hold on tight because it's coming you know and i I tell everybody that i'm I'm not taking i'm not going out there saying i built a team with isaac and megan what i have said is i've built an army so strong that it's going to be very hard to slow us down and i think moving forward we've, we've 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 proven that with our story and what we've been through like i said before appreciate guys coming on telling your story uh, and where can uh, everybody find the unknown paranormal? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the unknown paranormal, um, Facebook the unknown paranormal BC, TikTok uh, top investigator. All of our major YouTube. links are on Instagram. Definitely. Yeah, definitely Instagram is the number one. And the newest thing too, also for the listeners out there that want to hear more about us and people like us, we have uh, the. The 2023 issue, British Columbia issue of American Paranormal Magazine. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. You guys, uh, you guys, a uh, snippet in the magazine. That's that's impressive because we haven't even got there yet. <laughs> <laughs> it will come. But I appreciate you guys coming on, and as always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. <laughs>